You're listening to All Things Video, a podcast dedicated to uncovering the past and charting the future of the online video ecosystem. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today's guest is Reed Haley, co-founder and CEO of Doing Things Media. Reed, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks. How are you? Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about how you got your start in media and entertainment. I started a Instagram page back in 2014, like end of 2014. I called it Shithead Steve. Originally, my goal was just to troll my friends and like comments, funny stuff on their their pictures. And eventually, like a lot of them found out it was me. And then I started reposting memes. I saw. Uh, accounts like Fuck Jerry and Fat Jewish uh, popping up, and they're they had like a hundred thousand followers, and I thought that was crazy. And I was like, these guys are just reposting stuff. I think I can give it a go. Um, and ended up learning that like creating your own content was really powerful, and it and it grew Shithead Steve to a million um, in about eleven months. A couple years later, in uh, 2017, I, I partnered up with my co-founder, Derek, who started a page called Drunk People Doing Things, uh, now known as No Chaser. We teamed up, basically. I had Shithead Steve and another account called Trash Can Paul. He had Drunk People Doing Things. The, the accounts totaled to about 3 million followers. And fast forward to today, we have around 60 million combined across the internet. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like the origin story. And how did you meet Derek? So he had a meme page called Champagne Emojis and he was a fan of my content and reached out and then we started making content in Instagram DMs and we actually, uh, we worked with a few other meme creators out there. We called the chat the Meme Illuminati um, and actually had some like A-list celebs in there um, at one point and like we added them as a joke but things started uh, picking up and we were actually making memes with people like John Mayer that's how that's how I met Derek. Like we would just collaborate on content every day for like a year, and so we already knew each other um, when I reached out to to make a deal with him. And what was it that originally attracted the two of you to meme culture and to Instagram as a platform specifically? I think it was just there was a wave that we saw on Instagram with meme accounts, and like everyone was sharing memes with their friends. I had never even like really known what a meme was until 2014 and so that's how i was interested in it derek was a fan of a lot of meme accounts like original meme accounts and that's how he got involved i'm curious why this caught fire on the platform specifically because you know you had tumblr you had these other places facebook where you could share this type of content but i guess instagram being this native photo sharing app and specifically focused on images back in the early days it, it was just maybe natural for it to host this type of comedy or, or, or lend itself to this format instagram did a great job of being the cool mainstream uh like where you share stuff about your life like people weren't on facebook as much as they used to be and instagram was like the cool a little bit edgier version of it where it just felt like a kind of like a lot of like it was like grassroots creators popping up and it was just something that was really easy to share with with friends 
like the format of Instagram was great for that. So Derek had this page that you mentioned was called Drunk People Doing Things, rebranded as No Chaser, and the two of you launched an energy drink also under that label, uh, which you turned to Instagram to help promote. So I'm curious, you know, what was the idea behind the energy drink? What it prompted you to take your audience building skills on Instagram and use it to market the, the new product? Yeah, so like over the last few years, we've just been working towards turning all of our brands like we have over 20 uh brands and we're trying we're working on turning all of them into different uh consumer products and i think no chaser being the biggest account we have it was like a, a real opportunity for us to build something that lives off the platform and try to uh, expand the, the offering from you know the, the meme t-shirts and like print-on-demand stuff to more of a, a real consumer product that people that follow the page would try and love. And uh, it's, it's a great addition to party culture. Uh, that's kind of how we see the drink. Um, it's great for hangovers. It's great to just, if you need an energy boost, and it's really healthy for you. So have you always considered yourself an entrepreneur? Yeah, so back when I was 15 years old, we had a golf cart at my parents' house, and uh, we lived by a golf course, but we also lived by an amphitheater. And uh, people would park up and down the neighborhood streets, like for about a mile sometimes. So there was a huge line of cars, people walking up hills. And I was like, I'm gonna start just giving people lifts. Everyone's drunk at these concerts, and, and like, I'm sure they're wanting to get on a golf cart. And I had a little stereo on there, and it was. That's really fun. And so I, I made tip money with that and pull in like 600 a night. That was really cool back at that age. And yeah, not bad for a 15-year-old, huh? Yeah, and I did that all the way until like I was 25. Uh, pretty much until I had this page. But I also, I started a cleaning on-demand app before Shit Had Steve that ultimately didn't work out. It was really complicated with, like the app was functional, but the hardest part was uh, finding the right cleaners that fit different people's homes like it's hard to it was a hard business and google had their own uh thing called home joy which actually i think that one didn't work out too so but yeah i've, I've definitely always been trying to make money on my own and i hated school and uh, ultimately dropped out of school to run shit at steve so and that was your first media business so i'm curious you know what was the hardest part about being a first-time founder and building a company around these meme pages that you and derek had created it was just like a hustle in the beginning, like how do we make as much money as possible without pissing people off pretty much? Like how do we sell ads and merch that makes sense without you know, like sacrificing any trust and, and all that stuff? So like it, we were super new to it and that was kind of how we looked at it. I mean, then over the, the past, you know, once we teamed up, it was like we had been selling, I had been selling ads for a while and we hired one salesperson and uh, basically, it was, it was the brand business was uh, more than half of our business. And then e-commerce was kind of like a, a close second. So it was, it was fun. And it was like, and it's, and it's still fun. And it's like, we're, we come from an outsider's perspective on the business. So I think sometimes that works in our advantage because we're thinking outside the box. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, meme pages have been 
at the center of controversy a few times in recent years, from Fuck Jerry's involvement in promoting the ill-fated Fire Festival to several meme pages facing criticism for things like joke stealing or freebooting others' content, which was especially rampant when a lot of these platforms were, were young. What is your perspective on these controversies as someone who's been so close to the action? Yeah, so I felt very strongly about this like four years ago or five years ago when I was first, you know, it was just me running Shithead Steve, making original content, but I was also reposting stuff and I always made sure to credit people as like, if there was a way to find out who made something, I was going to find it and, and credit them just because like the way I see it, like there, no one's really a competitor in the meme space. It's just like a bunch of people making funny stuff and everyone can grow as a group and actually I started this group where there basically is an Excel spreadsheet with all these different meme accounts and different like niches. Like my therapist says was one tank Sinatra was one and like each person would have their day. And so we would like all shout out that one person that day and then like go down the line. And it was all the, the people that are making original stuff. And like, we were really pissed in their early days when the fat Jewish and, and fuck Jerry were, were stealing stuff without credit and then they eventually changed their ways and and were you know basically like had to start crediting which is great so yeah i I felt pretty strongly about it i still do and i think things have changed uh for the better and people that are making stuff are getting their the credit where credit's due and that's actually kind of like the the base of our business is crediting creators we opened up a a video submission portal for people to submit their videos we'll shout them out when we post them same thing with memes that's awesome right doing it the right way giving people credit but also finding ways to compensate people for their creative work you know a lot of platforms really didn't do anything to police this in the early days and so some pages or some of these accounts that have huge audiences built that on the backs of other people's content you know it's a much harder road when you're doing it all yourself rather than just reposting the funniest things that you can find all over yeah for sure i know what it feels like to have something stolen like something that i i thought was like holy shit this is the funniest this is like an epiphany i had and i made it in meme form and like everyone starts sharing it it's it's an adrenaline rush when everyone starts sharing something you made and then it's a real bummer when like a huge account just posts it and then like no one knows it's yours and they're like getting all the the fame for it so like yeah that that definitely pissed us off in the beginning um but i think things are way different than they used to be and do you think the platforms have a responsibility to provide greater policing or enforcement around this to ensure that you know creators are are appropriately credited and the monetization is is handled to the rightful owners yeah i think it's like right now it's still kind of the wild west in terms of how they police con- it gets really hard sometimes to know who made what in certain situations where maybe the person has uh, 100 followers they have a full-time job and they don't run a comedy brand and they're not you know they don't consider themselves a comedian but they maybe they took a picture that went viral sometimes it's hard to find out who took that picture so it's still kind of the wild west and what we just hope people reach out if we post something that's super viral and like we've searched and searched but it's not necessarily like they didn't create it in the hopes that they would further their career you know it's sure like a, a funny thing that their cat did or, you know now we, we have like 
ways of finding out who took what video, but in terms of like, uh, like a picture, it's a little different on Instagram, but yeah. You're right. Attribution can be so tricky. And there is, uh, there's a clear difference between someone who just finds a funny moment, wants to share it with their friends and, and the broader internet versus someone, you know, who practices a craft and uh, feels like their opportunities are limited because someone with more fame or a bigger platform uh, reposted their content without appropriately crediting them. Yeah, that, that's certainly more of a blow. So one of your largest pages, Shithead Steve, and some other high-profile meme accounts drew a lot of attention this political primary season when you started running some paid promotions for Bloomberg's presidential run. How did your team at Doing Things approach getting involved in, in the political ad space? Yeah, so like from the day we started the company, I was always like, we want to stay out of polarizing stuff like politics, and we want to just make people laugh. Because what I've noticed over the years with comedy on TV or whatever it is, the moment the, the show or whatever it is just starts making everything political, it's like we are here for a break from politics. We don't want to be, you know, talking about really touchy subjects where friend groups might not agree on something. They're not going to necessarily share it. But with the Bloomberg campaign, we saw it as a really funny way, um, an authentic way to like, poke fun at a candidate. So we, we hopped on the opportunity. I think it was like, we're kind of blazing a trail <laughs> in the meme space. Like no one had ever really posted political figures content. And that's, we just kind of saw it as like, well, we have to do this. This is going to be a big press hit. And it's just like hilarious to, to be making fun of a, a presidential candidate in a way that's like not really that polarizing. It's just funny. And it seems like it was pretty well received, right? What, what were the reactions that you saw from your online communities? Yeah, well, with any anything political, there can be some arguments in the comment section. So we definitely saw some of that. But overall, the engagement was really good. Um, surprisingly, it was really good. Yeah, talked to like 30 reporters the next day, which was pretty funny. What's coming next? If you had to make three predictions for the future of the media space, what would they be? It's crazy to see what's happening with TikTok wonder what happens with that. I think there's going to be another platform that comes out that blows up. I think that's an easy assumption. I think Discord is really interesting. We're, we're building that out with gamers doing things and a few of our other properties. I think subscription specifically for shows like our show, All Gas, No Breaks, it's already huge for us. And I think it's going to continue to be, um, it gives us a lot of creative freedom and kind of we're, we're in control of our own destiny with uh, Patreon. That's awesome. There's a lot there. I want to unpack some of that. You mentioned All Gas, No Breaks, which is one of your newer projects. And uh, you're working with Tim and Eric to potentially adapt it and take it to TV and other platforms. Tell us you know, more about that property and, and uh, the vision for the future. Yeah. So Andrew, uh, the host, he hit me up about a year ago and was like, he was already doing some interviews on uh, in New Orleans, like basically interviewing drunk people. And, I, and, and me and Derek thought this was hilarious. So we were already huge fans and he actually hit us up and was like, let's do a show together. And we jumped on the opportunity, bought an RV for him to travel around the country and with the team. Yeah, it's just, it's blown up. We're, uh, we're on Instagram, Patreon, YouTube, Facebook, but mainly on Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube. Um, and recently uh, signed a deal with Tim and Eric to bring it to TV or, or streaming 
I have some other exciting stuff in the works that I can't talk about yet, but that show is like really blowing up. Andrew is a really special talent. Um, so it's been really fun. And, uh, and we plan on taking the show international when coronavirus dies down, whenever that is. Has that had a, a noticeable impact on your business? Coronavirus definitely was like a scary thing in the beginning. And, and we're, we're actually doing really well. And things haven't really changed much for us since we were already a remote company. Uh, we had an office, but uh, luckily our lease was up in February. But other than that, uh, it's business as usual. We're here to make people laugh and brighten their day. We're doing really well still, and hopefully uh, things start to open up again so we can shoot more content with all gas, no breaks. I mean, Andrew's been wearing masks. Uh, the whole team has when they're around people, and we're, we're trying to be as safe as possible, but definitely ready for uh, 2021, I guess. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, some of the recent controversy around TikTok. I'm curious to get your perspective on this, as it's something I think a lot of us are following closely, right? TikTok owned by ByteDance, a massive Chinese company, but TikTok, you know, claims to operate beyond national borders. And, it, you know, we've seen it come under fire in India recently, getting banned along with a host of other Chinese apps. And now the U.S. seems to be contemplating similar moves with with Trump saying we want to crack down on on, uh, on Chinese apps as a potential way of uh, sharing data with the Chinese government. So how does that impact your business? Are you doing things on TikTok today? Are you hesitant now to, to build a business on TikTok if it potentially gets banned in, in the US and other countries? We're, I mean, we're definitely still posting to the app and growing an audience. We have like 6 million followers on there. And we grew that in a really short period of time without, you know, too much effort. So we're kind of like, staying out of the the politics of it but uh, and just doing you know it's business as usual for us we're here to make people laugh if the app ends up being banned from the us it's not going to like make or break us so we're just kind of like staying out of that uh conversation and just seeing how things play out it's definitely great it's a crazy world we live in and there's who knows what's really going on um so we're just like keeping a close eye on it Sure. And then you mentioned Discord, uh, which is really more of a, a messaging service, right? It's predominantly used for gaming and uh, popular message boards and ways for people to connect. So what does that extension of, of doing things and, and the brands that you build look like? Yeah. So right now it's just with gamers doing things. We have a, a Discord group. It's just a big community that loves our streams. And so we notify them first whenever we go live on Twitch. We're letting them know about merch drops and just talking about anything gaming um, or meme related. And I think that can build out on a lot more than just gamers doing things, but that's what we have right now. And it's just like a new, it's a fun new platform to, to play with. And you mentioned, you know, the push uh, into more consumer products. Tell us about that part of your strategy and why direct to fan monetization, whether that's through Patreon or more e-commerce opportunities are such an important revenue stream for your brand. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of along the same lines of Patreon, like controlling our own destiny. If we build certain businesses off the platform, it'll give us a lot of freedom. We're trying to build businesses that don't rely on certain platforms. And I think we're already well on our way with, uh, you know, the Shithead Steve merch is we have a lot of, we have some games coming out in the fall. We have a lot of apparel for all gas, no breaks and some uh, some action figures coming out. So yeah, we just see e-commerce as just like a, a freedom thing and like a, a longer term play for the brands. 
what else does the future hold for doing things? You've mentioned a lot of new projects, a lot of uh, exciting things, some of which you know you mentioned you can talk about, a few other things maybe still in early development. But thinking ahead, what is really the, the end goal? What's the vision for doing things? Um, I just see the traction with the shows. And I think that's the future of doing things is original shows, uh, you know, podcasts. So the future is consumer products and, and original shows, basically. Um, along with, you know, continuing the meme stuff, like we have some other accounts we're looking to acquire and, and start on our own. Uh, but I think a lot of our existing meme accounts, we were looking to turn them into podcasts as well. Podcasting space is interesting, right? I mean, there's really high CPMs and good opportunity if you can develop talent to, to reach an audience. Um, what are some of the properties that you're thinking about adapting to podcasting? Um, so gamers doing things, we have a podcast launching, uh, this week or next. So our Twitch stream discord and, and podcast for gamers is going to be really cool. Twitch is already really, really fun and growing. Then a stock trading show something we're working on and then golfers doing things. We have a, a comedian, um, his name's Jake, who is going to do a podcast for us on that as well as like interview, kind of like all gas, no break style interviews for the golf space at uh, tournaments and stuff like that. So those three are kind of like the soonest new things. Very cool. Well, Reed, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. So one of the questions I like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast is if you were starting a business in the digital media space today, what would you do? And kind of the impetus behind the question is just saying, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's often really hard to turn off that part of your brain that's constantly thinking of new ideas or better ways to kind of tinker with something, improve a process. Is there anything like that that kind of tugs at you? You're like, if I wasn't working on doing things, this is the white space out there that I'd be interested to explore. I have a lot of interests outside of like what I'm already running with doing things that like there's just so many opportunities for people to grow an audience with really good content that feels unique. So, I mean, like in the media space, the reason why Shithead Steve worked was because I was kind of like the class clown and like I knew how to make people laugh. And when there's an opportunity for me to run a brand without a face and just kind of like be creative and, and stupid <laughs> where it makes sense. And it just like resonated with people. And right when I saw that traction and like the growth, the compounding growth, I just knew that was it. And I went all in on it. So I, it's kind of a hard, I don't know if that's the right answer, but it's like, find what you're passionate about. And, uh, it sounds cliche, but once something's working, like you should probably focus most of your attention on what's working as much as possible. But in terms of like what I would do in the digital media space, I, I guess it's what I'm doing. Because <laughs> um, that's, I just get comedy. I've always like been a huge fan of people like Dave Chappelle and Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler and all that stuff. And I just like understand comedy. So like that's where I applied my knowledge of comedy and then realized there's a business. So that's fantastic. Good advice. And it's awesome to hear that, you know, you're doing what you love and you found a way to, to build a business around it. That's awesome. Where can people find out more about you and more about doing things? Um, LinkedIn, you can find me uh, just Reed Haley, R-E-I-D-H-A-I-L-E-Y or, you know, Instagram. All of our accounts are on uh, doingthingsmedia.com slash partnerships. You can check out all of our accounts. And then I'm also on 
Instagram at redoing things. Well, encourage people to check everything out there. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and some of the cool things that Doing Things Media is up to from, you know, starting Shithead Steve on Instagram back in the early days uh, in your parents' basement to growing it yourself, partnering up with Derek, expanding that to consumer products and direct to fan monetization and now thinking about podcasts and other platforms. It's exciting. So it's a, it's a good blueprint for other people out there looking at, okay, there's these new platforms. There's a lot of opportunity how do we take that and, and you know build a business around it? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for tuning in. I'm James Creech, and this has been another edition of All Things Video. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll share and subscribe for new episodes. See you next time.